One of the hot topics at this year's Vital Food Show in Geneva has been Omega-3 and the trends and opportunities it offers to functional food and drink businesses. I'm Gary Scattergood for Food Manufacture, and to explore this issue, I've been joined by Diana Cowland, a health and wellness analyst at Euromonitor International. Diana, thank you very much for joining me. First of all, what are the key global trends for Omega-3 in food and drink at the moment? What we're noticing really is there's this whole blurring of the move of functional dietary foodstuffs compared to that of supplements. More and more manufacturers are increasing the amount of omega-3 as well as other functional ingredients into food and drink. Food and drink are now competing with supplements in terms of their functionality. We're seeing more and more introductions into milk formulas and in some markets such as the US this is almost becoming standard. But we're also noticing a lot more food products in particular using microencapsulation techniques to introduce omega-3 into the likes of meat products such as ham and also into simply fish fingers which may relate more back to the original fresh fish concept where a lot of consumers associate omega-3 to come from. In terms of beverages it is still much more the plant sources of omega-3 that we're seeing at the moment but perhaps as technologies such as microencapsulation develop we'll see more fish related sources such as DHA or EPA move into beverages in the future. And looking ahead what do you think the key opportunities are for manufacturers specifically in Europe in terms of exploiting this market further? I think one of the key opportunities is really make use of the EU article 13. Health claims, which were legalized back in December 2012. EPA DHA gained a claim for cardiovascular health, brain health, and vision health. And really, at the moment, while consumers may be very aware of its alignment to cardiovascular health, we're not really seeing the consumer knowledge located to brain health and vision health at the moment. And we really see this as an untapped opportunity, particularly as we live in an aging population. I did want to ask you about the EFSA ruling. How significant do you think the approved health claims are from, from a manufacturer's perspective? We at Your Monitor International think they're very important for manufacturers. As we mentioned earlier, they get DHA and EPA gain three claims for heart health, brain health and vision health, while cardiovascular health or heart health has been very well developed because consumers can attach tangible benefits to it. Really, it's the areas of brain health and vision health that offer the largest opportunities. And if manufacturers now include these EPA and DHA ingredients within their products, they can now be backed by correct scientific information, which is behind these claims, and therefore start to gain consumer trust over the health benefits of these products. From your perspective, how are the opportunities for omega-3 in food and drink comparing to that of the supplement sector? In terms of the overall food and drink market fortified with omega-3 at the moment, we estimate it to be Um, about 30 billion US dollars in comparison to supplements at 3 billion US dollars. It's very important to point out, however, that 24 billion US dollars or just under that stems from milk formula alone, which really is driving the whole omega-3 fortified food and drink sector. And this is where we see the majority of the growth coming to, but it's through the use of Um, these claims and through innovation in the different product categories that we expect omega-3 fortified food and drink excluding milk formula to grow in the future. And looking ahead to the next year then, which sectors within the food and drink industry do you think are going to be the most successful when it comes to fortification of of omega-3? Well, we expect those categories seeing growth at the moment, such as spreadables and fats and um, milk to continue to do well, especially because we're now seeing the use of algal sources of DHA and products where there's not that negative association with aftertaste that many consumers have with fish oils. The overriding trend for both supplements and food and drink is very much the idea of sustainability and environmental impact and we're seeing perhaps consumers move away from just purely fish oil to other sources of omega-3 such as squid, krill, other product categories such as biscuits which are often using plant sources of omega-3 at the moment which have seen exceptional growth since about 2010 and now the third highest product category in terms of 
value sales. And here it's really because biscuits are a product that target the mass market. They target low-income families who perhaps can't afford to get their source of omega-3 through other food and drink sources or even fresh fish. So it's using these other mass market food and drink products, which perhaps we'll see growth in the future. Diana Cowland from Euromonitor International, thank you very much for your time. This is Gary Scattergood for Food Manufacture.